Welcome to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman, a collaborative podcast with Pass It On Network. This program is brought to you by all of Community Services. Seniors deserve to have a fulfilling life with dignity and respect, but as we transition into our elderhood years, this doesn't always happen. Join us today as we discuss some of the most important issues that seniors face and provide much-needed answers to your questions. Now, here is Phyllis Amon. Welcome to Senior Straight Talk, presenting informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. I'm Phyllis Amon, your host. The show, which began in September of 2019, was formerly known as Voices for Elder Care Advocacy, and the library of all of the episodes can be found on the Voice America Empowerment Channel under the name Seniors Straight Talk. They can also be downloaded on popular podcast platforms. The show is now also syndicated on the Voice America Influencers Channel, so please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. You can find two of my courses on my website at www.phyllisamonassociates.com. For those listeners who are in what I call SOS mode, stressed, overwhelmed, and stretched, Resilience Toolbox Secrets features empathy, a word I've trademarked, teaching self-care, self-kindness, and self-compassion strategies that will help you recharge, reset, and recommit. Family members considering taking on the role of caregiver or those just beginning the caregiver journey can find valuable information in my course, A Caregiving Guide for Caregivers, The Basics. And look out for an announcement for my upcoming five-day challenge entitled Caregiver Bounce Back from Burnout. My latest book, Dignity and Respect, Are Our Aging Parents Getting What They Deserve, is available on Amazon in both paperback and ebook formats. The book addresses critical information about how we care for and treat our elder citizens in our families, our communities, in nursing homes, and assisted living residences. I'm very proud to say that Dr. Bill Thomas wrote the foreword for the book, so I hope you'll purchase a copy and encourage your friends and colleagues to do the same. I am hoping to have an audio version of the book in the near future. I appreciate your support and hope you'll help spread the word on this all-important topic. Seniors Straight Talk is proud of the collaborative partnership with Pass It On Network, a global peer learning network for positive aging advocates and a member of the United Nations Open-Ended Working Group on Aging. Seniors Straight Talk and Pass It On Network will continue bringing our listeners informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. And I'm also glad to welcome Olive Community Services, a nonprofit organization in Fullerton, California, as a sponsor. Olive Community Services is dedicated to providing culturally appropriate services to the diverse senior population. And before I go any further, I have to thank Peter DeGear of DeGear Therapy Services, who is a colleague and consultant specializing in rehabilitation therapy services in nursing homes. And now for today's guest. So I'm very happy to introduce my guest for today, who I've met, I think, maybe about two months ago, who is here all the way from Melbourne, Australia. Keith Dobson boasts a wealth of experience in property development, as well as being a highly successful innovator and global healthcare executive leader with over 35 years of industry experience in managing global business operations. He consults to a large number of healthcare agencies nationally and internationally, and is the founder of a number of companies, including KKNUM PTY Limited, and an incubator for startup companies and businesses such as Liquitab Systems Limited, to name a few. And my Liquitab is the world's first innovative product that uses ultrasonic technology, converting solid dose medication to liquids, which will soon be coming available in the United States. Keith has also collaborated with and has been commissioned by private hospitals and healthcare organizations, as well as with state and federal government departments in the healthcare sector in the design and development of healthcare facilities and healthcare products. 
This also involved procuring bed licenses in addition to aged care and other commission facilities and the management of staff, equipment, and resource fit out and regulatory compliance management. He's involved in commercializing a number of technologies on a global basis and also collaborates with a number of globally recognized universities and professors. Keith has significant numbers of global contacts in Asia, including China and the Philippines, as well as in the UK, Africa, and India. So with that, Keith, thank you so much for agreeing to join me today on Senior Straight Talk. It's been a pleasure getting to know you the past few months. And um, I hope you want, you'll want to share a little bit more about your background as it relates to my liquid tab and how you came to this. So you could really tell the listeners what my liquid tab is and um, all about this exciting technology, because I'm thrilled to be a part of it. Well, Phyllis, uh Good uh, evening to you and good evening, uh, America. Uh, and it's an absolute pleasure to be with you. Thank you for your time. Um, as, uh, as rightly stated, I've uh, had a long uh, experience in the uh, healthcare industry, particularly uh, that in uh, aged care industry. Initially, starting off in uh, Yorkshire, in the uh, 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 northeast of England uh, uh, and Europe, and then emigrated to uh, Australia some 30 years uh, ago. Um, so I have a deep uh, passion for um, ageing uh, uh, people uh, around the world. I guess one of the major problems that uh, I saw was that uh, we spent uh, a trillion dollars spend of medications around the world. And uh, what we find is 70%, up to 70% of that trillion dollars is lost through what we call non-compliance. Now, non-compliance uh, falls into two categories, those people that can't and those people that won't take their medication. So maybe let's focus on those people that can't. And the figures are uh, quite staggering. And I think that we have, uh, this has been a major problem around the world, but nobody, but nobody has had the problem, the issues of being able to resolve that. And hopefully, I believe with all my passion that Liquitab Systems Limited, my Liquitab, uh, is the answer that we've not been able to find. So we have the, uh, everybody's got a green apple. And I believe we have a red apple. So we've got this trillion dollars of med spend of medications around the world, which is increasing above CPI on an annualized basis. As I said, up to 70% of that is lost through non-compliant. Those, those people that can't swallow, let's take it to its uh, 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 nth degree. That is, if you have a, uh, a sore throat or a cold, you have difficulties of swallowing your uh, mm. medication. So that's the basis of that. Uh, dysphagia is a, a physiological disorder where that you have difficulties uh, of uh, that peristaltic movement uh, down the esophageal tract. Now, uh, interesting enough, one in three people over the age of 65 suffer from this issue of dysphagia, one in three. Yes, can I, can I just interject something there? Um, as a speech and language pathologist, as you know I am, and the listeners probably know this by now, that as a speech and language pathologist working in nursing homes for the majority of my career, certainly I encounter many, many, many people with dysphagia. There are different stages of dysphagia. Obviously, we won't go into that. But as people get older or have strokes or could be even cancer, many, many, many different conditions, not just the condition of being older and, and your muscles, uh, you know, not functioning in your throat the way they used to. Um, you know, they, they have difficulty taking medications. And if anybody has ever been in either a hospital or a nursing home or any kind of facility like that, you could hear this clank, clank, clank of this little device where they're crushing medication. And you, uh, some of the information I read that you sent me, I thought was very interesting, which was 
the amount of the active ingredient that is lost through crushing medications. Very much so, uh, Phyllis. Uh, we we commissioned, uh, independently commissioned, uh, um, a university here, which was renowned as the second uh, most prestigious pharmaceutical um, pharmacy school uh, in the world. Uh, and part of that research was the way that we uh, used Liquidam, but also, as you quite rightly say, anywhere between uh, uh, 25 and 75% of active ingredients is lost through crushing of medications. Uh, so if you look at a mortar and pestle, for instance, uh, you have inherent problems there. You have inherent problems of uh, uh, cross-contamination, uh, particles of medication come from one patient to another, repetitive in strain injuries by staff that are crushing 150 medications of a morning and 150 uh, medications of an afternoon, um, inhalation of medications, um, um, industrial dermatitis. Uh, then what we do is we get this crunchy, uh, horrible mixture we mix it with jam or similar. Or applesauce. Here they, here they mix it with applesauce a lot of the time. Applesauce. Well, uh, mix it with whatever. And, of course, what the resulting factor of that is, is everybody spits it out. Right. Uh, nobody, nobody ingests it. So what we're doing is spending this trillion dollars spend of medications and 70% of it has not been ingested because of so, some in, inherent reason. So let's go back to some of the issues of uh, uh, people not taking their medication. Interesting enough that uh, if you've got COVID-19 and been incubated, 97% of people that have been incubated has dysphagia. Right. If you put something like that uh, 30, um, 70%, um, sorry, 70% uh, uh, of people in nursing homes uh, in low to high care have difficulties of swallowing medications. 30% um, of adult Americans have difficulties of swallowing solid dose medications. Um, if you've got MS, if you have Huntington's chorea, uh, if you've had stroke, uh, the majority of those people have difficulties to save it or non-compliance, not taking their medications as prescribed. So uh, it, it goes from the cot to the grave. Right. Uh, so oh, I wanted to say something about that because I was talking with someone just last week who told me that her daughter has difficulty swallowing even small pills. Her daughter has no impairments that she's aware of that have been diagnosed. And she can't, I was telling her about my liquid tab and she was excited to hear about it because even though her daughter doesn't take medication very often, uh, it's always a problem because not, as you well know, and many listeners may know as well, not all medications can be crushed. That, 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 that's very, very true. When we make that very clear uh, in, in our Liquitab uh, technology that enteric coated, sustained release and slow release should not be crushed and therefore should not be placed into a uh, Liquitab machine. But of course, this problem has been going on since uh, Job was a boy. Right. Uh, that probably that 70% uh, of people over the age of 65 are on a potassium tablet. Uh, what you can have is you can have um, slow K, which is an enteric-coated potassium tablet, or you can have span K, which is a potassium tablet without the enteric-coated. So because we've been doing this for 100 years, the issues are is that there are alternatives in the marketplace uh, but we say very, very clearly certain medications that should not be crushed. And we don't, uh, we ask people to speak to their local uh, pharmacist and or their treating doctor. So um, my question is, besides people in nursing homes or hospitals, which I'm sure this would be a, a tremendous benefit in either of those settings and also in uh, assisted living residences, I'm sure there are many people, and you probably have the somewhat of an idea of the numbers. There are many people living at home 
who are older, who have difficulty taking medication as well. This would be, so I, I'm assuming, well, actually I know from speaking with you and from receiving the literature that you have a, a my liquid tab unit for that's more industrial or commercial use, and you have one that's more appropriate for home use. Is that correct? Well, uh, but just a slight uh, variation there, if I may, uh, fellas. Um, the issues that we have, uh, I decided to go down the home care my liquid tab unit track. And the reason for that is that home care services around the world is growing at about 232% uh, on an annualized basis. Uh, what we're finding here in Australia is that everybody or most or not, everybody wants to uh, live at home uh, in their uh, older years and not move into nursing homes and uh, uh, residential care facilities. I think what we're finding that people are far frailer and far uh, have far more complex health issues uh, living uh, uh, in those situations. So we, I decided to go down the home care services um, or home care unit uh, instead of a commercial unit where we could do a hundred medications. Uh, um, uh, very, very, very quickly. So we have a home care unit currently. So that can be used in a hospital with a pod of patients. So we're getting an amazing response around the world from hospitals that are now recognising that at least 30% of those patients are going to hospital have difficulties in swallowing. Mm. Um, so you can use that in a pod. You can use that in a pod uh, in a nursing home, or you can use it for an individual in the home setting. Oh. So that's what we have is we have the home care unit. There are iterations uh, in the future of, of my liquid hub, uh, and that is going to be the commercial unit. It can be used for prisons. It can be used for uh, intellectual disabilities, for psychiatry, where we can do um, medications and I would suggest uh, far less than a minute uh, so we can reduce the amount of time uh, we can give, ensuring that people are receiving 99.999% of their medications as opposed to 70% uh, of locks of ingredients. There's no industrial uh, issues of uh, industrial dermatitis or occupational health and safety issues for the user of the machine. So both the patient the identified patient and the carer are far better off and we get far better clinical outcomes using my liquid app. Uh, the other thing I was going to say is that I'm sure it's the same in, in, in many areas in the world. When I used to work in nursing homes, there were so many noises. There still are their phones ringing and, and the noises associated with a more institutional-like setting. But they used to be even more. They would be overhead pages. And, and now they don't allow that so much because it's supposed to be a person's home. So those are intrusions. And not only are they intrusions, but especially if they have people with uh, memory care issues or cognitive impairment, it can be jarring and startling. And then that can kind of inspire other kinds of responses. But I'm thinking, as I said in the beginning, one noise that you can't get away from is this pounding, this metal pounding of the medications being crushed. There isn't one place that I've gone to where you, you don't hear this sound. And I'm thinking, even from the, the point of view of that noise intrusion, because it's really, it's a, it's, it's in a, I don't want to say it's an intrusive noise. It's not a pleasant noise. It's like a banging, metal banging noise. I'm sure you've heard it, right? Yeah, and right. Um, this, this could be, even from that point of view, create a much more calm and peaceful environment for people. Sure, yeah. And, and, and there's a fairly well-known technology uh, or uh, apparatus, crushing apparatus that people use, and uh, uh, all you can do is hearing. This right, right. That's it. That's the noise. Uh, and the mortar and pestle. Uh, we have none of that. So what we have, uh, Phyllis, is we have this. Uh, we have this age-old problem, uh, and we created a new age solution. Right. This. 
So we've taken, the MyLiquitab system has taken away all of those issues that we talk about and we've experienced over many, 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 many years. And that's the excitement of MyLiquitab. Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled. As soon as I, we had our first conversation, you know I was just, just so totally excited. I, I have a vision and I could see it. The application of it, obviously, the need is there. I think it's groundbreaking, game-changing, revolutionary. I think it's awesome. Another question I wanted to ask you, which I know you've mentioned to me before, is that uh, there are different flavors that uh, can be, um, how should I say it? I don't want to say injected, but when the, when the medication is liquefied, that yes. that that result can come in different flavors. I, I maybe I'm not saying it correctly. Sure. So what we basically do is maybe let's uh, tell the listeners what my liquitab does is that we have a my liquitab unit, we have a my liquitab beaker. You put 50 mils of water into the my liquitab beaker. You then add your six tablets or four tab- tablets. Now, can you do that? And of course, if you can, if you t- can take six tablets and swallow them, you then can put them into the liquid tab machine as long as they're not in a coat as a stand release and slow release. Right. So normally, the, my liquid tab is it's quite quiet. You won't be here to hear the banging. There's nothing of that. Either. You press a button, and that when your medications are ready, the unit will beep. And then you can drink your medication. What we add into there is a liquid tab flavoring, which was designed by an American uh, pharmaceutical company uh, for me. And uh, we have a range of flavors. So you can have chocolate, you can have peppermint, you can have orange. What I'm intending to do uh, in the future, not too distant future, is we're going to have a Shiraz flavoured. Uh, we're going to have uh, a... Oh. Um, so wouldn't it be lovely is that we put viral in uh, dementia-specific facilities. We have pictures. We have uh, all the memorabilia that people can remember with that long-term memory. Um, wouldn't it be lovely if, if Phyllis, who enjoys an excuse me, the Phyllis enjoys a glass of wine with dinner of an evening or Shiraz, and we come to Phyllis and say, Phyllis, would you like a Shiraz for this evening with dinner? And Phyllis says, of course. So what we're doing there is we're socialising uh, Phyllis because she enjoyed to have a glass of Shiraz of an evening. We hydrate Phyllis, which... No other technology in the world that does that in this particular space. The particles that we produce of my liquid up, nobody, you can't produce that through manual crushing. We can have a consistency of that. So you can socialize, you can medicate. So one of the major problems around in dementia-specific care is that with sundowners, people suffering from shocking illness of sundowners, that between the hours of probably three in the afternoon, five in the afternoon, behaviors, uh, delusional behaviors, uh, a whole range of things can occur. And nursing is spending two to three to four hours Here's your peppermint that you like. Here's your chocolate that you like. And Phyllis uh, enjoys that. It's socialized, hydrated, and medicated at the same time. That's fantastic. Yeah, because because we produce a particle size that nobody else in the world can do through manual crushing, it is fantastic for pig feeds as well. Absolutely. So we're going to take a short break in a minute. But before we do that, I did want to ask you, since we are talking about people who have dysphagia, swallowing difficulties, who can't swallow solid dose medications, people with different kinds of dysphagia also can't always swallow thin liquids or regular liquids. Sometimes they need liquids that are thicker. We call them nectar-thick liquids or honey-thick liquids. There's something 
called pudding thick liquids, which I don't really get because it's not a liquid, but okay, whatever. Um, It is like a pudding consistency. So to me, that's kind of antithetical because that's not a liquid, but nevertheless. So if people can swallow solid dose medications, but they also need thickened liquids because they can swallow thin liquids, is there a way through, you know, my liquid tab to thicken the liquid to the consistency that the person requires to swallow safely? Sure. Um, Interesting question, Phyllis. I think the issues are, as the first premise, is how do you create a a powdered form of medication that's not going to be stuck into the the pig feet? So that is the main thing. So what you would do is you would use my liquid up to take it down to a very fine powder in a liquid form and then very simply add a thickener. Oh. And as simple as that. Really? Yes. And what and what and what kind of thickeners do you use? I mean there there are any, different kinds of thickeners here. Any any proprietary uh, thickener in the marketplace doesn't mm. it's not not one I'm going to mention over right. and above. There's a number of uh, opportunity. Uh, but the issues with uh, getting that peg feed and getting that medication to a uh, where we have no foul-offs of those peg feed is how you take that solid dose medication to a powdered form uh, into a liquid form like liquid tub, and then what you do is thickening from that point of view. Mm. So... We, we, we have an excellent opportunity for those people that have uh, peg feeds uh, to be able to get that medication down to a powdered form mm-hmm. where we're not going to constrict that peg tube. Mm-hmm. That's terrific. Well, we're going to take a short break on Senior Straight Talk, and I, I really can't wait to come back and continue the conversation with Keith Dobson because I think my liquid tab is just groundbreaking. I know for me as a professional, and I'm sure for many people who are going to listen to this and then will be able to have access to my liquid tab, I'm sure they're going to see the tremendous benefits that it can bring. So we'll be right back on Senior Straight Talk. Phyllis Amon, owner of Phyllis Amon Associates, provides strategic solutions to families seeking care for their loved ones and coaches them to become more effective advocates. Her expertise comes from working in over 45 nursing homes. Phyllis, known for her passion, empathy, high-quality care standards, and quality life for older adults, is an experienced educator, speaker, and trainer. She's bridged the gap from healthcare to public and private sector businesses on topics from communication, caregiving, empathy, and novel approaches to team building and leadership. All of Community Services is a 501c3 that provides culturally appropriate services to seniors, their family, and the community. Through their interactive programs, Olive engages participants physically and mentally with a focus on building strength, mobility, and mental health. To learn more, get involved, or make a donation, visit olivecs.org. Together, let's live, learn, and thrive. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman. If you'd like to leave us a question or comment about our program, please feel free to email the host at phyllis at seniorstraighttalk.com. Now, back to Senior Straight Talk. Welcome back to Senior Straight Talk. I'm here with Keith Dobson. We're talking about this phenomenal and groundbreaking device, my liquid tab, which converts solid dose medication to liquids. I really think it's revolutionary and can help millions of people in the United States, around the world. And we're talking about it. uh, We started off talking about older people, but the reality is there are many people, even 
you know, babies probably who, who need something like this because they can swallow solid dose medication. So I'm interested to hear all of the stories or testimonials, uh, Keith, and, you know, how it's been used, where it's been used in Australia and even around the world, because I, I know that there are places around the world that are really interested in my Liquitab. Sure. Thank you, Phyllis. Um, yeah, we, we've had significant uh, interest uh, around the world. Uh, interestingly, from hospitals that are now turning around saying at least 30, 40% of people in hospitals. Uh, we've, uh, there's been a number of um, uh, uh, support letters and endorsements about uh, my liquid hub. And I, I recant uh, uh, one particular situation where a, uh, a, a newborn baby had been taken to the doctors and uh, don't ask me why, but the baby was uh, prescribed solid dose medications uh, and the parents uh, vigorously uh, tried to crush these medications and uh, the baby refused. Uh, they contacted uh, us and uh, I gave them a, a liquid up machine. Uh, and what beca because liquid up can take uh, the particle size down to a smaller size than any other technology, the baby then ingested their medications. Uh, we've uh, had a phone call from uh, somebody yesterday uh, that was saying that how they can't live without their My Liquid Hub unit. So the responses have been overwhelming. Um, we saw so, uh, My Liquid Hub can be used uh, from uh, babies through adolescents, through teenagers, uh, through to the elderly, uh, with most or if not all. Uh, 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 healthcare issues have some form of dysphagic component. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the reasons that uh, I, I started my liquid hub was uh, particularly uh, one reason my daughter Sarah, who lives in Broome, uh, had uh, as a child had difficulties of swallowing solid dose medication. And we used to use two spoons to assist Sarah at the age of 36 still can't swallow solid dose medication. And I believe this dysphagia is a physiological phenomena, but there is a psychological mm -hmm. I had uh, another young lady and her husband uh, uh, told me about she had a, a psychological issue and uh, she was in hospital and she was being treated for the psychological uh, issue. And she kept saying, I can't take medications. Oh, yes, you can. Uh, swallow these tablets. Right. Uh, you can't, I just can't. He said, you're the only person, Keith, that understands, and I can't live without my liquid tab machine. So my liquid tab machine is just not pursuit to the elderly, but pursuit to the whole demographics of society and majority of health components. The reason why um, my, my wife sadly passed away um, nearly four years ago uh, with uh, bowel cancer and my wife, Karen, um, used my liquid tub because she had difficulties of, uh, and, and the people are uh, fortunate to use a liquid tub. There's a little uh, thank you for Karen to be the, uh, the support uh, of getting through uh, this situation of trying to think of a technology of uh, how that we can take away uh, one of the most arduous things uh, in aged care and other care, not just for the carer, mm. uh, but for the recipient. I think my experience over uh, many, many, many years is what we've been doing, Phyllis, is we've been uh, uh, changing the deck chairs on the Titanic. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think that the, the bath chair was a fantastic innovation. But what have we got now? I went to a seminar uh, uh, in a particular uh, country, and the seminar was aged care. So I sat there and uh, for the first two days listened to people and they were talking about apps, about moving uh, uh, furniture and, and food and how you pay people. And, uh, uh, and so that happened for two days and I was a guest speaker. So I stood up on the third day and I said, thank you for having me. This is delightful. But, you know, I thought it was actually a, a wrong seminar. I thought it was an app seminar or something because nobody, but nobody has actually mentioned a patient 
or a client. <laughs> and I thought that this, what we here to do is to care for people as you would want your parents to be cared for, as you would want to be cared for. But nobody talked about a patient. So how can you run an aged care institution and not focus on the primary reason that you're there is actually to care for the patient, your elderly patient. So what do we have? We've had no step changes whatsoever. We've had Blue pills for a blue day, red pills for a red day. Rearranging the deck chairs, this is a truly innovative technology where you're consumed by taking medication four times a day. And the more tablets you take, the more resistant you become. Wouldn't it be nice to take that into a flavorsome uh, uh, liquid form uh, that you can't taste the particles. You don't have to crunch anything. Uh, and wouldn't it be an amazing outcome for both the carer and the recipient of that? Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking of a situation just, uh, it was yesterday. And um, um, in this particular nursing home, and the nurse came, had crushed the medications, put the medication in applesauce, and uh, gave the person you know, one spoon. And um, he said, I don't want the rest of it. She said, there's just a little bit more. He said, I don't want the rest of it. I I won't take the rest of it. So now here's the thing. What else did he not take? What did he take? And what else did he not take? And were there more than one medication that was in that applesauce mixture? Um, So I thought that was very interesting. Um, I wonder if she went and told anybody he didn't take all the medication. In all likelihood, that would be no. The other thing that I'm thinking is beyond people with about medications, like I'm finding myself, I can take any size pill, or I used to be able to take any size pill, even if they're vitamins or some other things that I decide to take, supplements. And um, I'm finding that that's changing a little bit. Um, I'm 68 years of age, and I'm finding that uh, sometimes I go, oh, gee, this is not so easy anymore. So I'm feeling those changes in my own throat a little bit. So I'm thinking that not only medication, but think of all the people that take all kinds of supplements, vitamin supplements, um, capsules, um, you know, the, the, the benefits even extend beyond just what people think of in terms of medication. Sure, sure. And, and uh, you know, vitamin industry is, is a massive industry around the world, uh, and they tend to be quite large and uh, therefore uh, present problems for swallowing. Wouldn't it be interesting if just popping into the liquid tab machine and you can have your shake of the morning uh, and swallow those? So there's no... Uh, things within the marketplace where you can do those with those uh, large, uh, large, large vitamins. But if we go back to uh, uh, the gentleman that refused his his medication, uh, one of the benefits of of my Liquitab, and uh, I worked uh, as a senior clinician uh, in prisons going back a number of years ago, and uh, a diversion of medication was uh, massive. People would hide that medication in their buccal cavity. This is the why that we have a trillion dollar spend of medication and 70% of of that is lost. Uh, What that gentleman could have had, he could have had uh, a liquid form of medication, which is anywhere between 10 and 100% more than uh, uh, the cost of a tablet. Now, isn't it interesting that my liquid app can change uh, a tablet to a liquid form the flavor of your choice at the, almost the same cost of a tablet. Oh, that's really incredible. So I'm thinking that pharmaceutical companies would, would love my liquid tab. Is that correct? Uh, it's not something that I've engaged with. Uh, um, I think that, you know, you still send the, uh, sell the same volume of medications uh, and what you do in the sanctity of your own home is what you do. So uh, when I uh, commissioned the report here in uh, Melbourne, uh, uh, we got some fantastic responses uh, and I experienced it at home that 
people would swing medications around their head to reduce the size of them. I went to my parents. Um, I went to my parents, and uh, I I went in to give mum a kiss and said, "What what's that banging?" She saw it, Dad. So what's Dad doing? She said, "Oh, preparing my medication." And then <laughs> with a hammer. <laughs> the medication and the, what, what on earth is going going on here so it, it's really interesting of what people do in the sanctity of their home right uh, and i guess it's an interesting thing isn't it is that ultrasonics uh, uh, i'm the only person in the world that can drive an ultrasonic probe drive and um we have uh, um, ultrasonic nebulizers. We measure babies in uh, a utero with ultrasonics. We have ultrasonic toothbrushes. We now have an ultrasonic uh, medication uh, dispensing system. Had absolutely no effect whatsoever on the medications. Uh, that, I mean, that's phenomenal. So, um like how if you have a my liquid tab machine, um, does it have a, a a a use life or a shelf life, so to speak, or or how does that work in terms of the ultrasound technology? Do, what what does it require in order to maintain that? Sure, sure. Um, let me just first say that. Um, uh, we've done some soft trials uh, here in, in Melbourne and sold a number of, uh, of units. Uh, and what we have, uh, what we are doing at no increase of cost, as we're doing that, uh, making the unit Wi-Fi uh, capable. Uh, we're going to have an Apple device on there. Uh, we're going to have data that can be uh, so if Phyllis is. Uh, Children want to, to know that Phyllis has ingested her medication. It can be sent. We've got a medication reminder system. We have a platform. So if you have six people uh, using my liquid hub, which can be used in a home, um, that, that each person have their own particular platform. Um, you don't have to, t you put your medications in and the medication, uh, the unit will then uh, complete the process. The process in the home normally takes about two minutes, as long as it takes to make some toast uh, and or uh, boil a jug. Um, and uh, what we have done now is that we're then looking uh, at uh, the My Liquid Hub being used in a 110-volt jurisdiction and a 210-volt jurisdiction. So the same unit can be used in Australia, and I can then take the unit to the US, and it can be used there as a. So there's some uh, added uh, uh, additions to that. Ultrasonics, uh, the ultrasonics, Phyllis, that it will last your life, your grandchildren's life, their life, and their children's children's life. Oh, so ultrasonics um, last for an absolute. Uh, several lifetimes. Uh, we have uh, probably about two or three moving parts on Liquitab. Uh, and, um, and so we have reduced and made it simple for people to use. So we've actually focused on the identified patient and said, is this simple enough to use? The platforms, the Apple platforms, is that's what I would get my children to do. They sort out my mobile phone, they sort out my computer, and they sort out my liquid tap machine. So we only have minimal uh, um, um, moving parts. So for cleaning liquid tap is you get a damp cloth and you uh, clean the outside and the underside of the lid and that's about it. So the maintenance is, is negligible. The system, if, um, if uh, used correctly, uh, could last you four to five years. So my question, another question I have is, if you're traveling, can mm. you take the MyLiquitab unit with you? Um, how heavy is it? How portable is it? Um, you know, would there be an issue traveling to different countries with it? You know, that may be some questions that people would have. Sure. Uh, uh, with the new upgrade that we're about to do is that that's uh, you, my liquid have been able to use in uh, the uh, two different uh, types of um, 
jurisdictions, that's 110 volts and 210. So you can take this and put it in to, uh, around the world. So it's as simple as taking your mobile phone or your laptop with you. So let's look at your laptop. So you pop it into a bag, uh, you throw it into the hold, uh, you to carry it on the, uh, on the plane with you, uh, and uh, you plug it in at the other end. Uh, that's as simple as it is with my liquid app. How much does it weigh? Uh, it it's um, it would probably um, the weight of a uh, laptop. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So what I I, I, I wanted to do uh, there was a very interesting uh, uh, comedy series in the uh, uh, um, with John Cleese. Oh, one of my favorites, John Cleese. Yes, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. And John Cleese had a machine that went beep. And it didn't do anything, but it just went beep. And so really, when I went to my designers, I said, I want this thing to be able to sit in everybody's uh, kitchen or family room, uh, next to the kettle, next to the toaster, next to the other. Uh, and um, it's got to be small. It's got to be compact. Um, and... Um, and that's what we've been able to do is produce a, a unit that goes beep uh, and uh, can take that two minutes to do your medications in your home because you're not in any rush to get your toast. You're not in any rush to get your, uh, your, your coffee of the morning and or get your medication. So it's compact, it's light, and it's transportable. So in terms of – so that's at home – and in terms of, um, oh, so let me ask you, this This just came into my mind. So mm -hmm. we have these pill packs uh, here. I'm sure they have them in Australia, too, where people's yes. uh, medications. All the Webster packs here. What do you call them? Webster packs, oh. because it was invented by a gentleman called John Webster in Canada. Oh, okay. So, if, okay. So we have these packs, Webster packs, pill packs, uh, that come with, with all your medications in, in one little package for you. Okay. So you don't have to hunt and peck for your different medications, or they have these little boxes where you mm -hmm. put your medications for each day. So my question would then be, um, the person who maybe is living alone and may not have somebody to assist them, uh, they could still have all their solid medications in a little box or whatever. This is your one o'clock dose, your three, your five, your seven, or Monday or Thursday, whatever that dose is. Um, how, would they be able to take that and just pop this in, pop that in the My Liquid tab without too much fuss um, sure. or anything like that? Sure. And, and that's the design of it is, uh, well, uh, you know, we, we, I spoke earlier about industrial dermatitis, of people handling medications all the time. Wouldn't it be nice where you can just take from your pill pack and pop it into the liquid tab machine instead of a, a, another container? You fill the beaker up with 50 mils of water. You then put a scoop of your chosen flavor. You press the button. Within two minutes, the unit beeps, and you drink your medication and you wash your beaker out, and you're ready for the next time. Okay, so here's my thinking uh, in terms of whether it's a nursing home, a hospital, or whatever, uh, because you said that it would be a time saver, but I'm just thinking of, you know, questions that might come up from the other side. Well, you know, it's two minutes. It doesn't take two minutes to crush a medication. Of course, you're losing the active ingredients. They're not thinking about that. They're just thinking about the time factor. That's one thing. The other thing is the that, that the beaker would have to be washed out in between using it for different people. So how does that come into play? Sure. I, I, and I guess that really we, we go back to the, the basics of what I said earlier in our conversation, uh, Phyllis, is that this is a home care unit. It's like having a, a jug or a kettle at home and you take it into a thousand uh, or 150 seat restaurant. Is it going to work? And the issue is, of course, it's not because it's a home care unit. So. Right. 
Uh, one of the, so what we will do in a nursing home, we'll say there's a pod of six people. So in the home, you can six people can use the medication six times a day. Mm -hmm. So that's what it's designed for. If it, and one of my problems is there's such a pro need in institutional care, such as hostels, nursing homes, uh, wherever, across the board, uh, and in hospital, that people are going to use it that they maybe think that they can serve 150 people with that. The unit will go into hibernation if you overuse that to protect it. Mm -hmm. So we have the home care unit that's designed for six people six times a day. You can then transfer that into a hospital and nursing home using six people in a port. But once the next iteration uh, is a commercial unit, where I believe I can get the process down to probably, I would expect 10 seconds. Wow. Um, so what, what you can do in a nursing home, you can, and I think medications take a far lot longer. Uh, if you're looking at somebody taking a medication for somebody with a peg feed, it should take you about 20 minutes to right. ensure that that medication is taken down to a fine powder. Normal medications can take you anywhere up to five or six minutes. Right. So what we're looking at in, in the commercial unit is probably less than a minute. Hmm. So getting away with industrial dermatitis, we're not having inhalation particles of medication. We're capturing 99.999% of the medication. We're adding a, a flavored system in there. People can't divert it because it's not solid dose medication. So you have to drink your liquid and you'll drink all your medication. Right, 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 right. So those are the those are the differences between uh, having a home care unit, but then having a unit, uh, a commercial unit for uh, nursing homes. Uh, and if I just may add there that the the cart or trolley uh, industry in the US is worth a probably a billion dollars a, a year. Now, I've seen these carts. Uh, we call them trolleys here. Yeah, and you know, I got, got that. <laughs> you've got a seat, uh, you've got a PC, you've got flashing lights, you've got music and, uh, you know, just everything. Everybody's got them. Everybody's got the same green apple. The only difference is I've got a, a, a red apple, and that red apple is a liquid tab machine where you can ensure that people are, those people that are given medication are actually taking it. And it is a better way to talk. I guess that really what I'm hoping in the future, Phyllis, is that, that we don't just focus uh, on uh, Ill health categories, right. on dementia, on people that are unwell. But this is an alternative way and a better way in which to take your medications. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is we're finding that non-compliance risk is growing massively around the world, but we continue to turn out medications. What? Why? Because it's costing the global community an absolute forty fortune. Seventy percent of that billion dollars increasing every year is lost through non-compliance. Is there a better way that we can take medications yes there are and what is that my liquid i agree 500 percent. i think it like i said before it, it is it's revolutionary i think it's groundbreaking i think that uh, once we bring this to the united states and i'm so thrilled that you and i have begun a relationship where where hopefully I can help make that happen. I'm very proud of that. And um, certainly it goes along with my experience as a speech and language pathologist and my experience working with older people in nursing homes and, and all of that. So it's, it's kind of, we say here, right up my alley. Uh, yes. <laughs> so we have the same alley. We have the same alley. So that's... That's good. Um, I hope that the listeners really enjoyed not only listening to you about my liquid tab, but listening to your accent and, and your way of expressing yourself because it's so, uh, I find it so, um, 
you know, engaging and um, interesting to listen to. I love accents anyway, because I'm a speech and language pathologist. So I've always drawn to uh, the different, uh, the melody of other languages that, that other people speak, or even when they have, you know, are from different parts of the world and speak English, they have a different melody, a different intonation, a different pacing. I find that it makes for very interesting listening. So I oh. hope that the listeners uh, felt the same way. Um, sometimes I get carried away with the, um, the, the, music, the music part of, the, of how you're speaking, and I say, oh, wait, I have to listen to what he's saying, but it sounds <laughs> musical. <laughs> but well, listen to a song. Very kind. But, um, Keith, I mean, this has just been terrific. And once again, I'm just so proud that we were able to, to begin this relationship. And I'm thrilled that, um, you know, I look for us doing great things together and bringing my liquid tab to the United States for, for millions of people from whatever age, whatever walk of life, uh, this can really be ground, groundbreaking and game changing. And like you said, it's not only for the people taking the medication, they're, they're carers, they're caregivers, um, this could be actually a, a tremendous relief for family members who are probably worried about their parents or loved ones not taking medication because they can't swallow it. And then there are all those, um, you know, sometimes contentious conversations around those things. So I, mean, I, It's funny you, you say that because I just, again, remember my, my, one of my daughters, uh, um, uh, had gone to private school with uh, a, uh, a friend of hers and uh, her father was a very, very, very well-known psychiatrist uh, in Melbourne uh, and on a global platform. And I actually worked with him uh, many, 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 many years ago and he was one of the most delightful gentlemen I've had the pleasure uh, of, uh, uh, of meeting. And uh, he, um, he had cancer. And they sent, uh, they sent him home with about two or three calcium caltrate tablets. Now, calcium caltrate tablets are 500 grams, and they're very, 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 very large tablets. And there was no way that he could swallow those. And I find it interesting how they send a patient home with cancer them uh, uh, massive tablets that they can't swallow, but you still send them home. And that was a private hospital. And my daughter rang me up and said, listen, uh, Yana's uh, dad's uh, come um, uh, from a uh, hospital. He can't swallow his tablets. Um, can can we? Can he buy a liquid tab machine? I said, no, he can't. I said, I'm going to give him a liquid tab machine. So we gave him a liquid tab machine. And, you know, uh, a colleague of mine uh, took uh, took the unit uh, down to them, and um, he got quite emotional. He's a delightful chap, Wally, and uh, he said it was almost like taking the elephant out of the room. Oh, the, wow! The family and the patient could uh, have the um, expiration because that there was no anxiety of every time, four times a day, or whatever. A medication regime that he was on and was taking this medication. But, you know, I, I think how I relate that and the comments, uh, the, the magnificent comments that you made, Phyllis, is that taking the elephant out of the room. And medications are unfortunately a very, very large, um, it takes a large lot of air uh, out of caring for somebody. When my wife had uh, uh, cancer, I looked after seven days a week, 17 hours a day for two to three years. And part of that regime was that medication. And I know my wife became sick of having to take medications and I had the coxa. And then I invented Liquidab and we took the elephant out of the room. Mm. You know, I'm, but, I'm thinking that um, on a personal level also, um, my son um, has attention deficit disorder. He's an adult now in his late 30s. But it was always a fight having him take these pills every morning. And um, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe if it was a liquid and he just downed it, um, it would have been a far different experience. But 
it, it really became very adversarial. It was a fight every morning. It was, uh, it was a very big deal. And then he wouldn't take them. He would refuse. And uh, for many years, he didn't take it. It wasn't until he was really in his 20s that he, he really had enough insight to realize that he needed it. But he lost True. many years of his life. Be- I, and I don't mean lost many years of his life, uh, productivity-wise, because he he really wasn't taking the medication, so he really couldn't um, he really couldn't focus the way he would have been able to had he been willing to take the medication. So maybe if it wasn't a pill, I don't know. Maybe he would have just said, "Oh, I'll take this. Oh, this is chocolate. This is great." You know, I don't know. Well, you know, I think that uh, what we're uh, we're in a uh, in a world nowadays where we're getting more inventive and and looking at issues uh, and. I think it's a, a range of options you give uh, available to people. I can remember in psychiatry is that uh, part of our job was to uh, working on a CAT team, which is crisis assessment team, was to go out and give people depots of uh, uh, injectable antipsychotics. And, of course, you chase them around Australia for this. Wouldn't it be nice if there was a liquid tub machine and they had a Shiraz flavoured and they could, uh, or a peppermint or a chocolate flavoured. And what it does is take it away from that psychological part of being putting in the illness category. Right. Hopefully reduces that uh, strategy of being, I'm not ill and I'm not a patient because I don't need to take tablets, but you're taking your tablets in a, in a liquid form. So there's a psychological benefit of that. So liquid hub is a significant addition to the tool of armory of how that we can treat somebody. Uh, and we don't treat people uh, all the same people on the same way, which we do now is give them solid dose medication. We've got to come up with strategies and new innovative ways to do this. But I've traveled the world and I've used some of the uh, best known luminaries around the world of, uh, in ultrasonic technology. And there's no other way to do that. And uh, so I think that we, we, this is a, a, a significant addition to that armory um, where we can offer people a, a different way of ingesting their medications and a better way, not just for the identified patient, but for the carer. Absolutely. I just think this is terrific and I can't wait till the time when we can really uh, bring this to market in the United States. I know it's going to be soon and um you know, that's the reason I wanted to have the conversation on Senior Straight Talk is kind of an introduction to it and an introduction of um, our working relationship, because I'm certainly looking forward to moving ahead with that as well. So, yeah, I guess this is, um, I guess for you now, it's um, early morning. I'm in the East Coast in the United States, so it's um, coming uh, to about 830 at night. What time is it for you? Uh, we're um, at 1020. 1027 on a Friday the 28th uh, in the morning. Well, so my day has just begun. Thank you for today, Phyllis. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's a pleasure to have met you. It's been a pleasure to have communicated with you and conversed with you over these last uh, month or so. And uh, I uh, look forward to, uh, I, I, I guess, um, this is an interesting uh, thing that uh, I, I believe I have invented something that can make people's lives better, significantly better. That's why my wife used it. That's why my daughter uses it. That's why the eminent psychiatrist uses it. So it becomes a very an emotional uh, thing for me because I wanted to get Karen, my wife's name, around the world. So that's what it's about. I truly believe I've invented something that can make people's lives better, and that's what it does. And I want to be able to share that with you, to work with you, and also to offer that to uh, the wonderful people of the United States. So very exciting for me, for my wife's name, to be taken around the world. Oh, well, I just... uh... I, I've been talking about it for quite some time, and I'm just 
And uh, we've had, we've shared, uh, we, I think we only had one conversation before uh, by Zoom, but we've shared many emails and I think we've gotten to know each other a little bit and appreciate each other and, uh, and, and our sense of humor. And we have a similar sensibilities and ideas about things. So I think uh, I look forward to, you know, forging ahead with a wonderful relationship not only professionally between us, but also because of my liquid tab. And I, I couldn't be more proud that I have this opportunity because of all the people that I've worked with, what I see the potential as being, I mean, so huge that it's just, it's groundbreaking. And I just can't wait for us to really be able to forge ahead. And uh, I think I told you when we first started communicating that, uh, Australia has always been on my bucket list. Yes. I'm a big yes. tennis fan anyway, so I've always wanted to go to the Australian Open, but but Australia has always been on my bucket list, so I think I'm going to, uh, at some point in time, we'll uh, have to arrange. Oh, well, you've been welcomed with open arms, and it is a great country, and I think that we have significant uh, relationship with America. Uh, we have... Uh, uh, a closeness that we have for many, many years. Mm. So when I visit the U.S., uh, I don't feel as I'm a tourist uh, or somebody on business. I actually feel part of the community. So uh, we have a great respect uh, for the U.S. Uh, here in Australia, and I do on a personal uh, uh, point also. Oh, so that's terrific. So I, uh, I can't wait. Uh, I don't know when it will be with this whole COVID situation, but it will definitely uh, have to be in the uh, maybe in the next year or so, or maybe before. Who knows? But I, I really can't wait. So, I guess uh, we'll have to adjourn this until next time. I'm sure we'll have more to say about my liquid tab and exciting things that are coming down the road. So until next time, please join me on the next episode of Senior Straight Talk for more informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. I, I thank Keith Dobson a million times for the opportunity and for sharing his time with me on Senior Straight Talk. This is Phyllis Amon signing off. Please remember to like, click, and share our episodes. And until next time, stay safe, stay well, and stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Senior Straight Talk. Join your host, Phyllis Amon, again soon for another episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or your favorite podcast platforms. <laughs>